0: As we peacefully await the AI apocalypse, welcome to another edition of Advantage Connors. Here is always your co-host, Brett Connors with Jimmy Connors. What's cracking up there
1: Oh boy, what a week <laughs> So much has happened It's a Santa Barbara, the sun's shining. I think our summer's here, you know, trying to play a little golf, you know talking to you, your sister's down in Florida, you know hanging with your mom. I'm having a good week sons and I know there's a special day coming next week, so I'm looking forward to that too and and I, I don't I don't know if I should uh, just kind of throw this out, but I think it's your birthday. So yeah. I'm not throwing that out to our listeners, but happy birthday to you. Coming soon, son.
0: Coming soon next week. That's right. But as we record this, it's July 26th, kind of a special day, definitely for birthdays. I know mine's next week, but do you know whose birthday it is today? Uh, mm. Help me out. One Mr. Bentley, the mini Schnauzer Connors.
1: Oh, oh, my God. Former oh my dog God. Oh yes.
0: and homeboy. Passed away about nine years ago, but today it was, it was his birthday. Also, Mister Vedus his birthday, yeah, July twenty sixth. Our buddy,
1: both our buddies, Bentley, Bentley, your mini schnauzer, and you know who we miss every day with all the rest of our pops and cats and uh, horses and everything. And Vetus, I, I think about him every day, and and especially since we did our podcast with Bjorn Borg down in in Palm Springs. What was that? Uh, five, six months ago? Four or five yeah, months in ago? Yeah, March. And, and uh, the way we talked about him and, you know, our thoughts about him and our feelings for him and his family. And we talked a lot more off the podcast uh, also as right. as, uh, as opposed to just on the podcast. And, you know, his family and and Inditas uh, was a good friend. And, you know, we got a lot of play, uh, you know, uh, about him not being in the Hall of Fame. Right. And I'm, fir- I'm just going to I'm just going to say this, that. There, there are a lot of people, the, the Tennis Hall of Fame has gotten away from being the Tennis Hall of Fame. They're letting a lot of people in there that have been tournament directors and, you know, which is very important, don't get me wrong, agents and this and that and these and those. But if it's a Tennis Hall of Fame, you get in there on your tennis merit. With the comparison of Vitas and and I read an article uh, of a lot of the other guys who are in there and Vitas is not. Makes me sick that he's not in there. Yeah. It just goes to show, I mean, does tennis hold a grudge? Oh, <laughs> did I say that? How <laughs> fuck am I talking about? Right. But I'm just saying that anybody who has drawn that much attention to the game, good, bad, ugly, indifferent, what, whatever, still brought fans to the stands.
0: Still gets talked about today. I mean, he's been gone. Exactly. He's been what's gone for over, you? you know, what, he's been gone for 30 years. tell almost? you
1: everything, Brett.
0: Right. Well, let me just uh, catch everyone up. Uh, Our friend Randy Walker at Tennis Publisher on Twitter, if you want to give him a follow, did an article kind of uh, based around our, our conversation with Bjorn down in Palm Springs talking about Vetus and, uh, you know, put out, put out a good article, kind of going over what you're talking about, discussing some of the other people who have been, been put in the hall of fame who weren't players.
1: That's the article
0: I read. Yeah.
1: That's the article I read. Right. Right.
0: You know, and then kind of breaking down Vetus's stats and, you know, what were his tournaments, you know, some of his wins were kind of bigger than they are now. Like he run Rome twice, uh, you know, his Australian open, you know, might not be considered as much because, you know, the field wasn't as good, but the Rome tournaments were, were considered bigger. You know, he had a grand slam in doubles. If you throw all that stuff with his announcing and, and what he did for charity and everything for the game, it seems like it would be like a layup. <laughs> for tennis. Well, you know what I mean? Like when people pass away tragically in other sports, they might, they even rush them to the front of the line for hall of fame, you know, to get them in or whatever. And I mean, obviously Vitas had his issues with drugs and I don't know, is that why, you know, are they holding well, a grudge because, you know, he had he had problems with drugs, but he wasn't, he didn't hide that. He was public about his fight with it. And, and, you know, you and and, you know, Janet Gretzky and, and the story we've told before going down there and helping him get into rehab and turning his life around for the better. And I don't know, it was just really cool for Randy to, to, you know, listen and kind of, you know, give us yeah. a shout out and, and to put that together because it's kind of silly. It seems like it, it'd be an easy one to do. You could let him in, you could say, Oh, maybe not on the, on his playing stats, if you want to say that, but on everything he's done. And, and the fact that we still, he, you know, he's talked about in mainstream tennis to this day
1: right and the charity work that he did and so forth but i i'm just going to say this whether he gets in or not in the minds and the hearts of those who know he's in right that that's the way i feel about it and and, and that's the way borg felt about it you were sitting there uh, in the conversation you heard what he said too mm-hmm. but in the in the minds and hearts of those who really know he should be in so you know the the formality maybe is irrelevant how's that sound
0: yeah well, also like uh, we Cilic, uh, Marin Cilic, the Croatian player, was coming back this week. I'm working for Tennis Channel doing some of the clay court events on T2. Shout out T2. You can turn us on and watch us. Samsung TV or on the TC Plus app. And the announcer was going through Chilich's resume. And, you know, he started off by saying, you know, this is a Grand Slam. Oh, I'm sorry, a Hall of Fame resume. You know, meaning like one day we're going to, you know, they're going to probably induct Chilich in the Hall of Fame. And then you kind of look right. back and you're like, OK, let's check it out. Chilich one Grand Slam, Vitas one Grand Slam. Uh, Chilich two runner up at other Grand Slams, Vitas two runner up at other Grand Slams. You know,
1: right?
0: And then around twenty five or twenty six titles. Same with Vitas. Yeah, that? I think they both topped yeah. out at number three in the world. And so it's just like very similar stats and close enough to where when you add his his charity work, when you add his you know charisma and like everything he did on and off the court, this is a big thing to tell about Vitas. He was friends with everybody. You know, right. especially in that era where you know you and you and Mac didn't get along for a while, or this person and that person, and you know whatever this cultural difference that or this Vitas, everyone loved Vitas. You right.
1: know exactly, and so
0: it's weird for a guy that was universally loved for it not to just almost like, hey man, he's been gone for almost thirty years. Why don't we let him in on like the thirty year anniversary or something?
1: I think the more we talk about it, though, brother, uh, and the more people that stick up for him, like me and Borg and you, in and, and our podcast and all that. I think that they'll go the other way. Yeah, that's just the way I think, and and you know, and, and like I said, in minds of hearts and in the hearts of those who know, and and we talk about him in our generation, in our era, the importance of him, the importance of the excitement that he brought, the importance of they're they're not afraid to talk about Broadway Joe Namath, right, and things that he did, you know, and and so you know, and and Vetus was that of tennis. You know, there was his reputation. It was his life. And, and he still showed up and played the shit out of his matches, Yeah, you know, win, lose or draw. And, and, uh, you know, to me, I mean, I'm talking to him, he's my buddy, you know, he was a member of of our family and loved you and, and, uh, your sister and your mom and, and, you know, and, and spent time with us. And, but I'm talking from the heart to shame yeah it, it's a shame so anyway
0: it's almost like salt in the wound a little bit where it's like we he left us tragically so freaking young you know what i mean and then it's like a reminder like you know almost like every time like oh, uh, you know it's still not good enough to get in you know like who the fuck says so <laughs> you know what i mean like we're making these decisions bro
1: Yeah. Don't, 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 don't let me uh, get off the handle on that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, maybe our listeners can do that. I know Randy, I'll retweet Randy's uh, article again. He, I think he attached a link kind of describing where you can go and see how the process is done. Right. Listeners are out there. Maybe you can write in or call the the international hall of fame in Newport and, and just say, Hey, you know, we think Vetus Gerolitis belongs on, on the next ballot. And, uh, you know, maybe we can start it, you know, a grassroots kind of way. I know we've talked about it for a long time. Mary Carillo and I have talked about it a bunch. And I think she's almost just like given up on the idea, but.
1: Well, I'm, I'm going to say this one thing, if he would ever be inducted into the hall of fame, there would be a hell of a line of guys that would show up for his induction. Right. You're talking to the number one guy here. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. I'd be there in a heartbeat.
0: I'll be number two.
1: I, but by the time I gets there, I hope I'm still here. Right. <laughs> just,
0: Here's how I'm going to segue to this next thing. Vitas, before he passed away, had fallen in love with golf like I'd never seen, yeah. right? He had an addictive personality, obviously. <laughs> God love him. And he fell in love with golf. And, uh, man, we loved playing with him, played all the time. And if he was here today, I don't know how many hole-in-ones he'd have, but I know he wouldn't have as many as you do. Talk,
1: uh, <laughs> talk to me I, I about sent, your
0: big weekend.
1: Hey, I, I sent you that privately. <laughs> you know, right. know, you know, we we have a running scorekeeping between the two of us. And you know, I'm I'm a half-ass golfer, you know that better, but uh, you know, every once in a while you hit one clean and, and it goes in the right direction. And you know, it was it was uphill. You know, in, into into a breeze. Uh, you know, 145 yards, playing 150, and and I, you know, I I just I just hit one clean. Yeah, a little nine iron. A nine iron, and uh, you know, as soon as I hit it, I said, "Boy, I hit that good." And my buddy that I was playing with, Nigel, he says, "That's in the hole."
0: <laughs> that's usually the cooler.
1: Uh, uh, well, uh, uh, no, that that's our friend Jerry Fall. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's our friend, Jerry fall. He's a, been on the podcast. He's the cooler, but, yeah. but he says that's in the hole. And we went up there and, 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 uh, and it was, and I'll, I'll tell you, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty exciting. You know, I, I play in tennis shoes because, uh, because of my, with
0: your feet and stuff. Right.
1: And I walked on the green with no putter and people are saying, ow. You, you, you're playing those are tennis shoes and you don't have a club that you're really, you know, I'm going, <laughs> why really? would you need it?
0: Why would you need a club?
1: Oh <laughs> yeah, well, I said, I don't need one. It's, right. in the hole. it's
0: already in the hole. You don't need a club.
1: <laughs> but uh, I will, I will say that, uh, it, it's, it, it's pretty exciting. Uh, and I wish I could have seen it, Yeah. but, but as I walked to the green, there was a, a number of other uh people that were teeing off a of number one and they saw it. They said it was a two hopper right in the hole.
0: <laughs> nice. So, is number fourteen disgusting as exciting as number one?
1: <laughs> uh, well, uh, it's I, I've had a dry spell, I must say. A what? I, like I a mean, year been, and a half? No, I, I've been I've been on a dry spell. But I sent you a picture, and and I have all the balls that uh, that have, I made hole in ones with, and I have them in my two Wimbledon trophies. Nice,
0: isn't it? The Masters. Aren't those the Masters uh, well, trophies?
1: No, I uh, the picture that you got are my two Wimbledon trophies. Okay, little replicas, and I knew they'd come, you know, be good for something somewhere down the line. <laughs> you know, but I'm such an ass, aren't I? Yeah.
0: <laughs> but 14, I mean, so you get everybody to sign the ball, right? So you have all the witnesses sign it. Talk to me about the bar bill.
1: Well, I, I haven't been over there since. <laughs> <laughs> I, I happened to walk out. I had I had dinner with your mom, so. Uh, I happened to walk out and I said, close it out. I forgot to say, close it out. So uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting to, to see. But all I know is that people are flying in from all over the country for the free drink. Right, just driving <laughs> up from L.A. down from San Francisco. <laughs> ah, it's, it's funny.
0: Uh, we'll put the picture up of the two. You now, you now need a second trophy. I mean, it makes me sick. I, I've played golf not as long as you, but for almost 30 years. And I don't have one. I don't have one. I'm just looking your, for one.
1: Your day's coming. <laughs> your, your your day's coming and and uh and I'll say one thing, they come in bunches.
0: I, honey bunches they, of they, oats. They, <laughs>
1: They come in bunches. So, you know, I'm not saying I want to get one again soon, but uh, yeah. I'm, I'm keeping that in my mind they're, they're going to come in bunches. But
0: uh, I guess playing six days a week gives you a little more chance, but
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're giving me too much credit.
0: I saw something that like uh, uh, Brian Harmon, which is a good segue, we'll get into that in a second, had two hole in ones one time, like six, seven years ago in the same round. Did you see that?
1: I did see that. Yes.
0: And so on social media, they said, you know, I don't know how they come up with this, but they said a, a hole in one is one every 12,500 holes. Wow. I'm guessing that means par threes, right? Like it's, you know, it doesn't mean, you know, if you're playing par right. fives, it doesn't matter. So every 12,500 par threes. And so you have 14 hole in ones, you know, you could do the math on that real quick. Hold on. Let me grab the calculator here real quick. So 14 times 12,500 Equals 175,000 par threes, (laughs) my man, which I do not think you play that much.
1: (laughs) Well, you you know, when I play around, all I do is play par threes. (laughs) (laughs) You know,
0: get a little par three course, like up in band and dunes.
1: Oh my God. But I I, I will say, you know, I've hit a lot of clean shots in tennis, Brett backhands, forehands, you know, uh, important shots, you know, and everything. Getting a hole in one is, is pretty amazing. But to be honest with you, if I could go back and hit one more backhand passing shot up the line like I used to, I'd take that instead.
0: So I don't know. You trade all the par th- uh, hole in ones? Uh, no, or just no, one? I didn't
1: say all of them. Okay. I just said that last <laughs> one. But uh, you know, as you know, I started playing a little more tennis, and, and I'm feeling better, and, and, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and being able to go out and, and play tennis uh, two, uh, maybe two days a week, and 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 so you know, it doesn't take long for the field to get back. And it's amazing the feeling of of, of hitting a good solid shot, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in, in tennis. I mean, I haven't hit one in I don't know twenty something years, and and uh, you know, to to be able to play and get that feel again uh, is, is pretty amazing. You know, I play with uh, with, with my friend Drew Gitlin, who uh, who played the tour, it was a was a great player, and he's now in the real estate business. He comes up to Santa Barbara, and we play you know, uh, a couple times a week when he comes, uh, a couple times a month when he comes up. And, and I, and I, I just tell him, I said, it's a thrill to still have that feeling of of being able, you know, uh, to hit one or two shots. Like mm. I, like, like I remember, you know, and, and there's nothing like the game. And, and we, I, I ride a bike, I, I get exercise and, and I do everything to try to stay in shape. It, it, playing tennis for 45 minutes or an hour is the best ever. Yeah. You know, it's good for my head. It's good for my body, you know, but, but I don't know on social media, people said that the guy said, uh, if, if I'd cut off Connors, head, he, he would still play the same because he wasn't too smart.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you got to stop reading the comments, but I saw that one too. It I did, love that though. <laughs> it didn't make his comment. Didn't make sense. He said, my dad said the one thing about Connors was even when he was losing his head, he played the same. And I'm like, well, isn't that good? You know, you know, like if he's losing his head, he's still playing like he's still like staying focused and playing the same. So I, I didn't get it. it. Didn't make too much sense. But as far as hole in ones, but before we move on from that, um, did you see Steph Curry's hole in one up in Tahoe last week? I did not. Oh, I, yeah. I did. He had uh, he had a hole in one, and he just went like tearing down the, you know, from the tee box. He like sprinted all the way up to the pin to like make sure it was really in the in the hole. It was pretty funny. So it was, and then two, and then a day or two later, you 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 hole in one on top of it. So it was it was pretty funny.
1: Steph, bring that game down here.
0: Let's go. We, we'll take some shots. He's he's uh, obviously a plus handicap. He can go ahead and give us four or five aside.
1: Bring bring that game <laughs> down here. We got some good action down here. I love love to you know, see that and and, uh, be fun, be fun to play with him. I know his agent is uh, my, my college doubles partner, Jeff Austin, uh, Mm. Tracy Austin's brother. Cool. And uh, he represents him. And I hear really great things about him. And, you know, in his golf game, I've seen him play. I've watched him play a lot in that tournament up in Tahoe and, and uh, be fun to, you know, to go and have around with him and get some action going to be fun, be a fun time.
0: Yeah, definitely. would be fun. Uh, I'm kind of friends with a buddy, uh, David Spencer, who I know does a lot of work with him. I actually hit him up to see maybe if we could get Steph on the pod someday, and maybe I'll follow up with him this week. Shout out, David, for doing good things. Uh, Let's move on to the golf before we get into your comments and uh, your hurt feelings from the comment section from our listeners out there.
1: (laughs) Very hurt feelings. I'm I'm a very sensitive guy, Brad.
0: Did you watch much of the British? I actually didn't end up seeing a lot of it because I was working, and I, I was kind of had had it on in the monitor up on the side, but I was kind of busy, and uh, you know, I followed along the the score line. What did you think about Harmon coming through? He kind of led, not wire to wire, but he was uh, pretty much in control over the weekend.
1: Yes, I did watch a lot of it. Uh, you know, I'm I'm up early and got up a little extra early so I could uh, so I could tune in and watch it. Uh, I, I'm very happy for him, and I, I I've watched him a lot. Uh, in a lot of the tournaments and he, he's very solid. He, you know, he's, he's not a big guy. I think he's like five, seven, five, eight, but uh, uh, you know, he, and he's not hitting the ball 340, 350 like Rory or
0: Jason day, Rom,
1: Scotty Scheffler, or, you know, lo, you know, you know, Rom and a lot of the Cameron guys. young, but, but, but he is accurate. Yeah. And it seems to me, that the course that they played, if you weren't accurate, uh, then, then trouble came in came your way. And you know, you know I, I picked Tommy Fleetwood, mm-hmm. you know, to to do well. He was and, up and there; he was the, contending. Yeah, and until the last day, uh, he was up there. He had a mishap, I think, on number seventeen where he made a triple or, or, or quad, which kind of took him out of the running. But watching Harmon play, and and especially the last day in the conditions with the rain, yeah, it, it was fun to see. Uh, you know his. Uh, you know I hate this word. I'm not going to use it. I'm not going to use focus. I, uh, 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 it, it was what about great his to waggles? See. Yeah. Well, <laughs>
0: wagglefest.
1: He was waggling, and, and every time he did that, he said, "Shit, I used to bounce the ball that." You know, and and Djokovic bounces the ball a lot.
0: Yeah. Or Chilich. Chilich was doing it the other day in his match first match back. It's a funny thing. It's like a you think it's like a yippie thing. But I mean, Harmon's one of the best players in the world. So to see him kind of doing this thing that is, you know, more tied to amateurs most of the time, you know, usually, oh, we got stuck with the with a single in our group. And, you know, people put the video up and the guy's taking 20, you know, a minute to tee off.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but that's Sergio like right, right. It, it,
0: it made me think of sergio he's the last guy I, you know i feel like we saw who was this good and contending in slams who you know had that waggle issue mm-hmm. but i mean if it works it works
1: that's yeah, a great point right there uh, you know you you got a routine you stick with it and you know especially you know when you're you know in a major you know, like the it's not the british it's the open oh yes we've been corrected Royal Liverpool. And so, you know, for, for him to come through, I was so happy for him. And then he gets on and he says, what are you, what are you going to do now? He says, I'm going to go back. I just got a new tractor and I want to hop on my tractor and, and you know, I got to, nice. you know, mow the lawn and, and, and do this. And, you know, I got 40 acres, I'm a bow hunter. And the guy said, well, you've got, he says, I'm like an onion. I got a lot of layers, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, which, which was, a, which was a great line because, you know, the pressure that he was under to win that, I mean, his career has been good, you know, but now it's really good. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and for him to come through under that pressure, he's going to need a release, mm-hmm. he, you know, to, to go back and kind of feel a little bit. And, and because, I mean, it's a new feeling for him. I mean, now, you know, he is no longer, you know, Brian Harmon from, you know, three weeks ago, he's Brian Harmon today. Mm-hmm. And, and and that, you know that's a Major totally different winner. feeling and mind, thought, and you know the w- the way he handles his career and his tournaments and what's expected of him. The you know uh, for the rest of the time, so yeah. pretty exciting. I was excited for him. I was so happy.
0: Yeah, so happy. A couple things here. You're right. He doesn't hit it as far. I thought a, an interesting quote from Jason Day, uh, the Australian. I know you like him. He said, yes, that Harmon didn't hit it far enough to get into some of the trouble out there, <laughs> which I thought was like backhanded, triple backhanded, like, you know, it's like, Hey man, this is golf. Like if you can't pull back and hit a three wood, you know, and you're too dumb to do that and you hit your driver into the shit, <laughs> it's not right. the other guy's well, fault for not hitting it into the shit. <laughs> you know, it was, it was like a, I didn't know. It was a stupid comment. Kind of.
1: He was hitting driver where those guys were hitting three woods.
0: That's what <laughs> <He> I mean <laughs> by, I, I know, I know, but it's just like, well, what, what, what is he supposed to do? Like, you know, it hurts them at almost every other event all year. When you guys have the advantage being longer, and so now he happens to have one course that might line up and help him, and you like you go to the press with it. It's <laughs> like,
1: he stayed with his game plan.
0: Right. What's he supposed to do? It's. I mean, he is who he is. Like he's got to play right. within his, within himself.
1: We're we're gonna have to you know figure out a way to start going and, and getting in some of the you know golf events so uh, and and get some of these guys on our podcast Uh, some of those guys are interesting you know variant and he is one of them because when he's i listen to him when he says i got a lot of layers i want to i want to know what your layers are right yeah you know and what what you do and and you know golf you know golf's your life golf's your living golf's your money golf's your family
0: yeah what else do you do? Because that's all you know about them is you see them swing in and, and then they're very reserved. They're always very calm, trying to, you know, not show too much out there. And then when they get off the course, that's when they actually show themselves and then we never see them.
1: Yeah. I'd love to get him on the podcast. That would be, he, he might be, you know, one of my top five guys to get on the podcast. Wow. Wow,
0: wow. I like it. Two quick things here at the end. Cameron Young, was mm-hmm. in second place. Was runner up in the British last at the Open. My bad, last year. Uh, looked good uh, going into the final round. Shot two over. I had him to win at sixty to one. I also had him at, to go top five at eleven to one. Was a little Whoa. heart heartbroken that he shot two over and, and he finished uh, tied for eighth. So he didn't didn't get the tied for for second, which would have made me the money. But talk to me about this. I thought this was interesting. John Rom once again in the mixed. I mean, stud uh, seven under yep. finishes tied for second. And then Rory McElroy, one back from ROM, six under, tied for six, right? They're a one shot difference, but the narrative around both those guys is completely different, right? McElroy, oh, it's another year without a slam. You know, we've talked about it before. He came up short a couple times earlier in the year, but, you know, everyone's like, oh, another, another slamless year for, for Rory. You know, it's been ten years now since he won one. You know, ripping, 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 and ripping them, and then with Rom, yeah. who just finishes one stroke ahead of him, one stroke difference. He's six years younger. The talk is, wow, Rom in there again. Rom another top five. You know, Rom a great weekend. You know, it is is almost all positive.
1: Right, it's called age, Brett.
0: Right. It's just funny, the difference, right? Six years. I mean, Rory's still just 34. I mean, 34 is not, you're not ancient at 34 for golf, you know,
1: (laughs) but, but but it's called age and and people think, wow, you know, is is it his nerves? He's running out of time. What's happening. And isn't it funny that athletes, uh, you know, people are very quick to write off athletes especially individual athletes, golf and, you know, and tennis where, you know, he's over the hill, he can't compete. They're much younger. He's there's this or that, you know, but, but it doesn't stop there. It goes into, you know, basketball and, and, and team sports also other people, politicians and lawyers and doctors and so forth like that, you know, go on until, you know, until they pull the plug.
0: Right, or until they sh- literally short circuit on television. I mean, have you seen? Well, did we, you see Mitch McConnell today? I don't want to get too into.
1: No, I, I, you know, I saw that. That's that. That was kind of my, you know, kind of my thought. And and you know, and, and I hope he's okay. And and I, you know, I hope uh, you know he's in good health. But you know, they're they're so quick to write off athletes. You know, that they think that, that once you break through, that you should be at the top of your game and, you know, and, and you're a Grand Slam winner and a major winner and you win five, six, seven, ten 10 tournaments a year and that you should just keep going and keep going and keep going. And and they, they never think that, number one, to keep going, what that costs and what it takes for that. And they also don't take this, that there are also other good players out there. Right. <laughs> you know, right. You know that, that are coming to... You know to take all that away from you, and you know. But boy, you go into a, you know a two, a two or three year. I mean, I went into a three year drought of not winning a Grand Slam. Shit, they they had me written off, and I should have retired. You right. know, I wasn't. You know, I was just thirty. I wasn't even thirty yet. Right. Isn't it crazy that you know that uh, you know how quick they jump on an athlete and, and dismiss them? Yeah. You know, no, no matter how good, no matter how great they have been for the sport, all the attention that they they brought to the game and the excitement they've given to the fans.
0: I think it comes from a place where everyone wants them to win, you know? But yeah. like the negative, like he's 34, he's not even 35, right? Let's just take a quick gander at his last six grand slams, going back to 2022. Second, eighth, tied for fifth, third, cut, tied for seventh, sixth, second. But those are all top tens, except for the cut. Yeah. So like, he's, he's in every slam. He's, right. he's he's like you couldn't actually ask for anything better, like he's giving himself a chance to win every one of those slams, probably on Sunday. you know, he wasn't that close this week, but still I mean he's he, he's in there. he's not like he's missing cuts and and he's hacking himself, making himself look bad. I think you know like we' talked about before but that's
1: but that's the that's the pressure that's put on him from the fans, right you know that what's expected of him, you know the the greatness that's expected of him and and what what he still uh, what they still expect him to prove. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's the, you know, that's a, that's a heavy load. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, but, but that's, that's why greatness is greatness, Brett. Yeah. To be able to handle all of that, to know that bullseye on your back and that, you know, that I'm your fan and I expect you to win and, and, but everybody else sees that bullseye on your back and they're after you.
0: All right. Cause he was one of them at one point too. I mean, he was the young guy chasing. So of course, so now it's just, you know, now you're just the other guy and then everyone's chasing you. Cause you're the well-known but guy. But That's
1: why individual sports, you know, Are that, the best. that's why I love being in an individual sport. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, and cause I controlled my own destiny. Yeah. You know, good or bad, you know, yep. listen, I screwed up. I screwed up a few times, many times. And if I didn't tell you, tell you that I did, I wouldn't be telling you the truth. Yeah. But knowing that you go out there And they'd rather beat you than win the tournament. That's pretty, that's pretty special. And uh, also that lifts your game too. Right. You know, and and, listen, we got the Irish background, Brad. Right.
0: He'll have his time. Like he'll have his last slam or, you know, they'll be like, oh, he came back. You know, like the tiger wins his his masters later. Rory's still so young. You know, he's going to be compete. He'll compete at least you think for another 10 years. You know, he's going to have a chance to like, you know, have a chance to win for another 10 years at least. First impressions matter. There are no two ways around it. What's the first thing that somebody notices about you? In most cases, it's your face, and most importantly, your skin. If you aren't already, it's time to put your best face forward. And how do you do that? By adding in a skincare routine. And you know what? It's not hard. You just don't have the right tools. Until now. Clinically proven to reduce wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging, which I hate. Caldera Lab is the leader in men's skincare, and and is here to save the day. Woohoo! Use our exclusive code CONNORS at calderalab.com to enjoy 20% off their best products. I know as I get older, it's important to take care of your skin. With aging and wrinkles and sun damage, gotta moisturize, you gotta take care of it, you gotta put in the time. I know, guys, it's tough for us to do it sometimes, but it makes the difference. Caldera Lab creates high-performance men's skincare products, and the regimen leads off their product lineup. A -a twice-a-day routine to transform your skin. Inside this bundle, you'll find your skincare dream team, the clean slate, the base layer, and the good. Takes less than a minute, morning and night, and here to reduce your wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging. Get a whole 20% off with your code CONNORS at CalderaLab.com. That's 20% off at CalderaLab.com by using code CONNORS. Jump into skin and first impression royalty with Caldera Lab. Let's move on to the the other individual sport that we love so much, tennis.
1: Oh, okay. Our discussion last <laughs> week
0: got some good feedback. One, uh, one of our most downloaded episodes already on the year, and it's only been out a week. I want to say shout out to all the new listeners out there. Appreciate you tagging along and, and telling us how we're doing. But talk to me. You made a comment last week about Djokovic kind of being the, the best of his generation. You know, Nadal and, and Federer, were considered kind of maybe the best, you know, best ever, best of this generation, whatever you want to say. And then Djokovic has kind of come along and, and passed them in a lot of the statistical categories. <clears throat> and you, you just made the statement, Hey, you know, he's, he might not even be the best player. Those guys aren't the best players of their era. Yeah. Obviously the fan base of both of those players took that to heart or took offense and, uh, you know, gave us some good negative uh, or good, whatever you (laughs) want to call it feedback out there. But I think it was just, we were just making a comment. It's a a podcast. We're having a discussion. We're having fun and we love the feedback. So what did you think about last week?
1: Well, <laughs> I've got blistered, but that's a, that's okay. I mean, because if you're a fan of a Federer or a Nadal or a Djokovic or a or a Laver or a Sampras or a Rosewall or a Smith or an Ash, whatever, you're, of course you're going to be in their corner, you know. But with social media, I mean, these these guys are they're they're edgy. They're 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 very sensitive. Well, yeah, you know, for, you know, towards all of this. And for for me, I've been you know I think about this because. You know, when we talk and we're doing the podcast, you know, they made the rules. They, they've made the rules that, you know, that, uh, you know, the Grand Slams have become the important thing. Right. You know, he's won this many Grand Slams and that's why he's the best and he's the this and he's the that. You know, for me, I go back to, to every day, every match, every tournament, every year, every you know, whatever. It seems that that changed you know, in the past 15 or 20 years where, you know, it was all about grand slams and, you know, how many you win. I'm not saying, and I never said this, that Federer and Nadal aren't the, the, the great players that they are. I just said there's a new guy at the top of the heap. That's all. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, and, and he's won the most grand slams at the moment.
0: Right.
1: I, I was not saying that they're not great players. You know, and and basically, I'm I'm not in the kiss ass business anyway, Brad. I'm not going to you know say they are if they're not. They are, and they've proven that, and and they've proven it for fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eight, whatever amount of years that they've been playing with the amount of grand slams that they won. I'm just saying the rules were set the the importance of the grand slams. That's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're right though. It, it, it changed in around you know when, when Sampras got to fourteen, and then Federer came along and was and was dominating in the beginning you know, first half of the two thousands ganging up and, and winning a lot of grand slams you know then then what determined the best ever all became about grand slams you know it became about the four majors you know how many this player had and and fed was tracking down sampras and then once he passed sampras that meant fed was the greatest why because he had passed sampras in grand slams right <laughs> right and, and so like you know now if that's if it's all about grand slams and djokovic now is 23 then I guess he's the best right you know so it's just one of those things where like and I've seen some things too where now that he is the leader with the Grand Slams other people are coming out and saying well like the best ever is is not necessarily about statistics only it's about you know who has done more for the sport and it's just like you can see him like moving the goal posts around to just like try and fit their player and like you understand it because it's their player and you want and I mean I would argue for yeah. my player I think Dan Marino's the best Uh, quarterback ever. But then everyone's like, well, he's never won a Super Bowl," And I'm like, well, you're right. You know what I mean? (laughs) So it's like, it just, it is what it is. But you know, it's it's just one of those things where Twitter, that ongoing argument of between those three guys. And now with Alcaraz coming into the mix, you have a whole new group of people to, (laughs) that we can offend by not saying the right thing.
1: Oh my God. We got blister (laughs) for that too.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's just one of those things where it's like fed Nadal Joker. It's kind of a toss up. You throw those three guys in a hat. They're all so close with the slams and the masters and the number one weeks and all that stuff, you know, but it was it was fun to just see the reaction of people, you know, positive and negative. All the Djokovic fans, right. you know, were, were supporting you and coming out and oh, Jimmy, you're awesome. And then you know, all the all the uh, other guys were were upset and mad. And, uh, you know, it's fun just to get the interaction. That's why we do this. And it, it was good to see people.
1: Right. But, we're, we're, you know, we're having a conversation. Our involvement in tennis, you know, as a player or whatever is, is long past you know and and we we're, we're, we're just having a conversation of 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 uh, the players today and what they've meant to the game and what mm-hmm. they brought to the game and and we hope that the game moves forward and continues to grow for sure that's what we do here let's say listen if you want to look at records let's go back and look at records is, is anybody going to win 14 french opens
0: no probably not I don't know. We never know. I mean, it's just one no, of those you things. No, but never know. Yeah, but,
1: but you know what? We we better not say anything. We might get blistered. <laughs> well,
0: well, that's the thing, though. You say anything, it's going to upset somebody because you take a stance. Right. Somebody doesn't agree with that stance, or they like the opposite, and it's just like it. It just is what it is.
1: Better in his re- in his record and and you know and the way he's played and what he's brought to the game in his first real opponent that came in was was rafa
0: oh also like how good are rafa and Djokovic without fed there to like give them that thing to aim for you know what i mean like kind of like with you know everyone always took the put, words
1: right out of my mouth
0: everyone always puts you and mac, mac in the same like like almost conversation but matt you and mac are seven years apart you know so you were probably yeah. the, the person when mac came up and some of the other you know Lindell and some of these guys you were the guy that you know they were shooting for you know So it's 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 like, you know, they're all great in their own ways and they've all had their own effects on the game. And we're just talking. It's just having fun, bullshitting. And Djokovic just happened to be in the most recent match. So we were talking about him.
1: Right. You can't take this personal, you know, but but their fans, they're they're so
0: they care. They care so much.
1: They care so much and, and and I don't blame them. I mean, social media has made that and made that possible and, you know, for them to get into it and really, you know, grab onto their, uh, you know, to the, to the one that they like and to, to root them on, to cheer them on and, and to, you know, to hopefully push them to the next level. And, and it has, I'm not here to say anything outside of how, how proud I am of where the game is, <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know? My thoughts and 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 activities from you know back when I played was to make the game bigger and better and you know I didn't want to play in a in a fifteen hundred seat stadium I wanted to play in bigger stadiums in front of more people and for more money and on television and all that keep going back this didn't happen by accident you Man. know where they are now and and you need guys you know like Federer and Nadal and and Djokovic. That are carrying the game and now alcaraz and some of these these younger kids to come in and continue to carry the game and yeah. move it forward yep all i'm saying is there's a new guy at the top of the heap with grand slam titles
0: right well the fun part is the debate will go on forever
1: yeah of course that's the will. best and, part and, about and, it and listen i hope 10 years from now we're talking about you know alcaraz having. 15. I, what, know, 20, I, hey, hey, don't don't
0: don't say 15. That's oh a, no, oh I better be You're short. You're shortchanging him. Oh <laughs> no, here I go again. This is the other fun part from last week that we just threw out a number for the Alcaraz. We said, hey, how many Grand Slams do you think he's going to win? You said 15. I did think it was a little low considering he has two, but the backlash, people saying, oh he's old, he doesn't know what he's talking about. They're they're idiots. And Carlos is going to win 30 and this and that and this. Just to put it in perspective real quick, the record before these three came, the Fed, Joker, and the dog group was 14. Right. <laughs> Sampras had 14 and that was the record. So like, you know, throwing 15, I said 19 and a half, but throwing right. 15 out, I mean, that, to us, that's a compliment, man. Like if the guy, you know, is going to win 15, he's going to be an all-time great for sure. Right. And then like, you know, maybe he wins more. But to see people get so mad and, you know, it's so funny, it's like, to me, I thought it was like a compliment, you know, it's like, we're, we're setting, we're setting the low end. You were going low end 15 and people are like, Oh my God. Oh, you know,
1: (laughs) they're saying that there's two things that that enter into it. Either he's that great. They think he's that great, which is possible, you know, or they're talking about the competition, right? You know, uh, you know, take your pick, you know, but, but, you know, listen, I, I, I picked 15 only because things happen. You know, he's, he's been a little injured in the, in the past and he's missed events and, and it doesn't get any easier as you get older because you play more and your body goes through more. So, you know, you, you've got to, you know, take all that into consideration, but I'm just saying that, you know, if, if he stays healthy, obviously, you know, the, uh, he won one, one grand slam last year. He won the U S open. He's won one grand slam this year. So far, he's won Wimbledon, right?
0: Yep. Still got one more he could win this year. He could back up. He could yeah, go back could, to back at the Open.
1: Right. You know, I mean, who knows? Listen, he, he could win the Grand Slam. Right. I mean, I want him
0: to do good. We want him to do good. You know, it's yeah. like, uh, it's not like we're rooting against him. We're just, we're just talking discussion. And it's one of those things you never know with injuries. And not, not even that he's been injured. You just never know with injuries. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just never know how lucky someone's going to be. Okay, so f- just to put, like, this part of the argument, because I saw some people come to your defense and say, hey, you know, he's also talking about you never know who's going to come next, right? You don't yeah. know if someone's going to, like, two years from now, three years from now is going to come along. Federer, who has, t- what, he has 20 grand slams, right? Mm-hmm. He had 12 going into Djokovic's first. So at the time when he had 12, everyone's like, this guy's going to win 50 or, you know, whatever. It was going to win 30 of right. them, right? right? And then somebody comes along, Djokovic, and then after that, Joe, uh, Fed's, you know, still dominates and does great. Only Not only, but wins eight from there, you know? So then, like, Djokovic and then Nadal obviously come along and they start taking slams, too. So I think you're right. I think people just don't see the people they think are going to be able to challenge him, you know, slam in and slam out once maybe Djokovic goes away. You know, everyone hopes it's Runa, hopes it's Sinner, you know, hopes it's, uh, you know, Felix, uh, you know, Medvedev, these guys like that. Right. But, you know, everyone, I think, is projecting Carlos to probably be better than well, a lot of those guys, is, at least from what they've seen so far.
1: I say you project anything you want, but he's still got to show me.
0: Well, that's the fun part. You know, that's the fun part. We,
1: yeah. He still has to go out and play it and win it. And, and, but that is the fun part to, to watch and see how that uh, transpires and, and how he handles that you know, he's, he's 20, what is he? 20, 21 20, years old, 20, uh, 20, 20 years old, you know, that's, that's still awfully young and, you know, and, and, oh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, you know, a lot, listen, I, you know, I was playing at 22, a lot of things gets in your head. Also it takes your concentration and your, you know, what, you know, what you're in there to do, uh, you know, kind of away from that. So, you know, it it's all depends on the team around him. Listen, I'm rooting for him.
0: So am I, I love, I love him. I love, I love that. And think about how lucky tennis is real quick. Where for the past five or six years, we've, you know, seen Federer like getting older and you know, knowing that he's gonna retire. And now Nadal and Djokovic are thirty-six, you know, you know they're gonna eventually retire. And everyone was just looking at each other, like, oh my God, dude, like which which one of these other guys? Like, you know, no not many of these guy other guys have slams. Who's gonna take over? Who's gonna be the next guy to sell the sport, to carry the sport, to like, you know, hold the flag for tennis? <laughs> and who comes right. along but Carlos Alcaraz? Just in time to like, you know, play the last couple years of Nadal and Djokovic's career, give us some great matchups against, you know, those greats. And then like, we're literally already projecting he's going to have 15 to 20 slams, you know? So like that just shows you how good we think he's going to be and how, you know, lucky and great it is for the sport of tennis that we have someone like that.
1: So what do we say? Don't disappoint us. (laughs)
0: No, we're just, uh, uh, yeah. you know, do, uh, do your thing. Carlos will be along for the ride. Happy to be right. along for the ride.
1: Yeah, there you go. You there, know, there you go. It's going to be a fun watch.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, let's wrap up. I don't want to keep you too long. A couple things I saw. This was kind of cool. We've talked about this in the past. Molina sent me this this story. Um, Australia has become the first country in the world to legalize the use of psychedelics to treat mental health conditions such as depression and PTSD. I know mm. we've talked about like, uh, you know, mushrooms and psilocybin and stuff like that with some stocks in the past with that we, that we have dealing with this. So I just thought it was cool with, you know, mental health becoming more and more of a, a topic that people are more comfortable dealing with these days. I think there's a lot of potential when you deal with uh, psychedelics if we're allowed to research them and and test on them and and figure out stuff that could really help a lot of people who are maybe struggling.
1: Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? You know, with a, a lot of things that have happened over the last number of years that, uh, there's a lot of people that need some help in that. If that can, you know, help them, you know, pull through and, and, uh, and, and do better, that would be a great thing.
0: Yeah. Just thought that was cool. We'll keep an eye on that. And hopefully it comes to the U S and they'll lift some of the, uh, the restrictions on testing and stuff like that in the future. One last fun story that I had to, to fit in here. So, you know, we have a podcast advantage Connors. My name is Connors. Your name is Connors. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a guy at work who started working at tennis channel a couple years ago. His name's Kelsey, good dude, young kid. And so last week, um, um, I show up to work. It's early in the morning. <clears throat> it's like, you know, 4.35 in the morning. I'm walking in to go get ready to start the day. As I walk in, I see him. Hey, man, what's going on? Morning. How you doing? Hey, what's going on? Hey, dude. Uh, Hey, can I ask you a question? Yeah, what's up? Hey, uh, how did you get Jimmy Connors uh, on your podcast?
1: Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. Very and
0: cool. My one eye is like half open. I'm still, you know, got sleep in my eyes. I'm like, I kind of don't. I didn't understand what he was saying. I thought he was kind of joking. And I'm just like, uh, yeah, man, uh, it was a great get. It was fun to have him on or something like that. And I just kept walking and and went to my room and, and, you know, did my day. And, uh, you know, I thought he was kidding. But then, like um, you know, uh, everyone at work starts coming up to me, going, "Oh, you know, Kelsey didn't didn't realize that your dad was Jimmy and this and that." Like that. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, that you know, right?
1: oh my.
0: The podcast is is called Advantage Cotters. You know, you know, I don't know what would the odds be that you would be a guest, and and then it's called Advantage Cotters. So, <laughs> yeah.
1: shout well, out, Kelsey. Is, I thought
0: that that was pretty funny, man. You made me smile. Maybe we should uh, have
1: him on and talk about it. That'd be fun to talk to him about that. You know, what nice. He yeah, yeah. We'll get them on. Good.
0: <laughs> so what's up with you? You got any, any plans for the rest of the week?
1: Well, no, just, uh, laying low. Uh, you got a, a few things to do, just, uh, nor- normal things, activities, doctors, dentists, and, you know, it's that time of year for checkups and, and, uh, you know, that, and, uh, so I'm, I'm taking care of that. And so and the good thing is that, uh, you know, we got, we got to keep everybody healthy. You know, you, your sister, mom, everybody in the family, we got to keep them healthy and, and, uh, and, and keep going. And the and the most important thing, you know, is our health and, and, uh, and having the strength every day, you know, to, to go out and, and, uh, you know, do our day and do the best we can. And that's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting a little bit older, Brett, I hate to admit it, uh, you know, and, and, you know, that, that becomes more and more important along the way. And, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not ready to give up yet. And, and, uh, you know, we, we, we like it here. I, I like being here and taking that first breath every morning. And I'm willing to, you know, to try to do anything and everything I can to stay as healthy as I can. So it's that time of year and I'm doing, so Nice. I know you're working the rest of the week, but I know next week's a big week and, and, you know, we're, we're here and we're expecting you and Melina and Bella, and we'll, we'll be waiting here for you on your birthday. That
0: sounds good. I'll be up. One last thing. Today is also seven years for me, no drinking. So, uh, yep, shout out for that. Looking forward to yeah. going eight. Looking forward to going eight years. Did it. it happened to line up. Didn't actually plan it. it happened to line up on Vitas's birthday and uh, Bentley's birthday. So, uh, yeah, never going to do it again just because but. Why? why start? <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, don't, you, don't, you,
0: don't miss it at all. So it's, it's, it's a good thing to keep doing. Look forward to going eight years.
1: I'm, I'm proud of you. And, and, uh, you know, one day at a time, isn't that what they say? And, oh and, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yep. Take it that way. And, and i always here for you. Always here.
0: I love you. I'll come up next week. I'll bring the clubs and uh, maybe I can have a hole in one. You think I can have one? Because you you realize there's only a certain amount in like the ether, in like the (laughs) karmic world out there just floating, right? So like greedy people like you are taking
1: 14 of them, by the way, puke. Um, I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for you.
0: I just want one. Just give me one before I die just so I can say I did it, all
1: right? (laughs) You you, you will. In the meantime, you can follow me at Jimmy Connors on... It was Twitter, but now it's X.
0: Oh, that's right. Uh,
1: and follow Brett at, at Brett underscore Connors. Uh, you can follow us at Advantage Connors and uh, any place else they can get us.
0: I think that's good. At golddudeisabella on Instagram at ADV Connors, Jimmy's Facebook page, blah, blah, blah. Hey, our our new listeners, share it with a friend. We'd love your feedback. Leave us a review, send us a text or a message. Let us know what you want us to talk about on next week's show, some topics. Let us know how we did. And we will check in with you next week. Peace.